0: You get that buyer now that's unrepresented and wants to come and do a private deal with you. Are you just giving this random private person Well, that's the lockbox code and saying, yeah, go through my house? Or now are you going to be there because you don't know who the fuck this person is, so you're going to stay home now and you're going to play realtor and take them for a tour? A uh, little awkward.
1: I'm ready. I'm ready. Good morning. Episode, oh my God, I don't even know what episode this is. 126 of KT Confidential. 126. Welcome, KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. I'm Adrian. This is my partner, next door neighbor friend, Ariel Cormendi. Good morning. You've changed your position today. I did for the last podcast
0: uh, that I did with Vish as well. I'm you actually like the view sitting at the window there. I'm actually sitting at Jennifer's desk. Yeah, you know what? It's giving me a little bit of daylight and uh, giving me that um, natural lighting for, uh, you know, uh, illuminating my face. So, yes. uh, and then I've got a little bit of the uh, KT uh, photo wall on the side, the money trees in the back, you know. The, How are they doing?
1: After last month, they're doing, I bet good. They're
0: they're doing blooming. They're doing really good, but we got to get uh, them new pots. We got to repot them. At- they're looking a little droopy. Is that normal for money trees? Well, it's because they're uh, they they need room to grow. They need new pots. They need
1: um, they need a new home. Got to find right. a realtor. Well, <laughs> a funny guy. Today's discussion came up in your podcast last week, which I, I was not a part of, but somebody chimed in and said they want to talk. They oh, it didn't come up. Talk. It didn't come up during the podcast. It was pre. Oh, it was. I was. Uh, oh, okay. if you were sure. fishing for topics. Okay.
0: Yep. yep. And somebody and somebody chimed in on Insta and um didn't give us a lot of detail as to what they wanted us to talk about. Um do you remember who it was? I my phone is charging
1: and it's off. I I, I, I shut we'll, down all devices we'll and tag him in the post. Yep. In the in the video. But they want us to talk about for sale by owner. So we'll just have a general conversation. Sounds good. And, so, if, and
0: for those of you listening or watching, if you're watching, please make sure you subscribe. And if you're listening, uh, follow please along, make sure you subscribe <laughs> <laughs> and throw us a like, leave us a comment. By the way, uh, we haven't got, uh, any comments on the podcasts for new podcasts. We'd love to see some comments on the actual, um, podcast where you're streaming or on YouTube, um, Give us some ideas for future topics. So if you want us to chat about something, whether it's something personal, something about real estate, something about getting into real estate, um, investing, buying, selling, leasing, whatever, we will put it on our agenda.
1: Well, it's actually interesting because it would be nice to hear from people because last week, I believe it was, I, I had a, a text message from a client of ours, shout out to Sarah. Sarah. Sarah messaged me, and she she was asking, she said, "I was listening to your podcast a couple of weeks ago, and you were talking about a tile company that cleans grout. Who was it?" And she said, "I listen to your podcast every week, which is great to hear. But you know if people aren't commenting, we don't know. So leave a comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Thank you for listening
0: so today's topic is going to be a little bit of a general discussion because there's j it's just such a broad topic when you say for sale by owner or selling privately. Um you know, we could we could probably be chatting for hours and hours about this topic as a whole. So
1: where do you want to start? Um I think um well maybe we should explain what it is, what what it what a general Consensus of what for sale by owner means for those of you who don't know. So, there are, I think nowadays, I mean, there's true for sale by owner where it's privately listed. It's not on the real estate boards. Um, That's not publicly listed. And somebody may go to Canadian Tire, pick up a yard sale sign, slap it to the front of their house or their front fence, and write for sale with their phone number. That is the most basic form of for sale by owner the more and that is extremely rare the more common for sale by owner is where somebody enrolls the services of a real estate brokerage a registered brokerage uh, where their business structure is basically you pay them a flat fee they list your house for sale they may include photos or some relatively limited service and your home is listed Technically that's not for sale by owner because you you are uh, you, listen, okay, you just walked away from me. You are listed and I I had to I blow my nose. I'm pretty sure there's a fucking cat what, living next door I, here. I, I explained what a true for sale by owner is. But yes, technically, when you're using a brokerage that offers these types of services, you are represented. But that is I think what the the um general opinion of it is so if someone hires one of these companies that's what they consider for sale by in owner. the real estate world if you are a uh realtor a broker or
0: whatever um you will be privy to the slang term of what is referred as a mere posting so it's merely a posting on the mls essentially. Um, and and people that are thinking of selling privately i think they like that idea because they know the vast majority of the exposure although i would debate that now against social media platforms and social ads um based on our st- statistics but yes mlsrealtor.ca uh is still the number one uh website in in Canada for real estate searches so so i think people that are considering Um, selling privately like that idea because it gives them the exposure on MLS. So they'll pay that flat fee. This brokerage will basically put it on MLS and you do everything else. Some of them, you even have to send in your own photos. I mean, uh, some of them you can pay and get photos and um, there are companies out there that you can pay and get offer assistance and things of that nature. They basically have salaried, registered um, realtors that, I don't know. I, I, You know, we should have this discussion further and maybe have uh, Amanda, the manager at uh, Century 21 Miller, uh, on board because she used to be a manager uh, for one of those companies, one of those bigger companies. That's right. So she'll know all the ins and outs of it, but that's that's the gist. Um, So let's talk about why somebody would want to sell on their own
1: without a realtor. Number one. Am I still with you? Sorry, I just switched my Wi-Fi router because it was choppy and I was connected to the wrong one.
0: I'm surprised you're not uh, um, hardwired because you're so close to your router.
1: Well, I'd need to buy a dongle. <laughs> I guess I can go buy a dongle. <laughs> well, these, these laptops what is a dongle? They have no connections. A dongle oh, is an adapter yeah, yeah, yeah. that allows because there's no Ethernet ports on these laptops nowadays, right? Well, now but I do. I do you, have wires. You're chopping on my
0: end now, and you weren't before, so I don't know. You were chopping on my end. That's why I switched. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I shut um, everything. I shut everything down. So maybe you've got some stuff on or working i I don't don't know anyway number one reason that people sell privately or for sale by owner
1: number one reason is they have the perception that it ultimately costs well they they believe saving money
0: they think they're going to save money they're
1: going to save money i was going to say it costs less it does cost less but they don't save money necessarily hang on hang on because i will service costs less Okay, well, it depends
0: how. That's what I mean. It depends how you are pro- proceeding. How how you are going to sell the home privately? Like back in the day when I was a kid, selling your home privately meant going to the hardware store, getting a for sale, listen, okay, for sale I, sign. I, I literally said into, those
1: exact words when you walked away from me.
0: Well, sorry, whatever. So, <laughs> so I'm right. You are uh, right you know you hammer that sign in the front lawn and and wait for people to knock on your fucking door but now you don't see that often now
1: it does i have seen it actually but yeah where?
0: those homes never <laughs> sell no um but you know the perception that you're going to save money uh but number 1 okay so th- <laughs> i i don't I don't have the stats and it's a hard stat to to find if you can ever find it as to how many people actually sell without a brokerage
1: so that includes those mere postings that's such a minute fraction of a percent that it really wouldn't weigh heavily into.
0: Well, I've come across individuals that, you know, they have a marketing background, they have a lot of sales background, and um, they understand how to market a product, and they'll go on Facebook and um, put their ad out onto all kinds of different groups and put it on Kijiji and take the, the cheapest route to finding interested buyers. You know, there's a lot of... A lot of buyers out there. There's, um, there's a lot of shortage of inventory in pretty well everywhere in Ontario right now. So buyers are looking everywhere for homes and looking for everywhere for homes that aren't on the market, aren't readily available to the widest audience possible. Yes. And you know, that's always what gets me is because when you're selling a product like a home, which is your biggest asset, and it's a it's a big ticket item, sure, you're going to pay a percentage to a brokerage if you hire a realtor, but don't you want to market the home to the widest audience possible? Yeah. And, you know, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that Number one, realtors have a database, several databases. One, we have a database of buyers. We have a database of sellers. We have a database of realtors. And all three of those databases, in some way, in some capacity, on many listings, help us to drive up the price or create more traffic, create more showings. and then we have a following uh, on social media, you know, on on YouTube, Instagram, uh, Facebook, TikTok, wherever. And these are all people that, at some point or another, either have bought or sold properties with us, or are interested, or have expressed interest. So these are a captive audience. When you're selling privately or for sale by owner, you you don't get that. So number one. That's going to cost you money. But when you, when I'm going to backtrack again now, when you list your home with one of those companies, with one of those brokerages that are just going to take your property and put it on MLS, not do anything else, you have to pay them. And generally speaking, you are paying them upfront. So money out of pocket right away. I think that's always the case. <clears throat> and from what I, I'm aware of. And you are paying. Regardless
1: if your home sells or not right and with many of th- many of these listings don't end up selling, and then they end up relisting with the brokerage they They don't get that money back. I would say I don't know the again the
0: current stat um on because there there's there's a number of those brokerages now, right, like ten years ago, there was really only maybe one or two companies doing that. Now there's a whole bunch of, um, you know, small boutique brokerages or guys working out of their basement that. Well, there's that real estate stuff. agents that do it, right? Yep. yep.
1: They'll say, pay me a couple grand. I'll take photos, list it. The rest is in your hands. Yep.
0: So the last time I checked or I heard like only, 20 or 30% of those homes sold. And that was a few years ago. So, and that number has gone down now just because with homes selling as quickly as they are, um, most buyers are working with a realtor. Mm -hmm. Um, Which brings us to the next point, cost. Most buyers are working with a realtor, right? Most buyers want their own representation. They want to know, is this a good home? What's wrong with this home? Is this a good street? Is this a good neighborhood? What do you think the the value is of this home? What, how much is this home going to be worth in six months or a year? How much would this house rent for? What kind of tenant would be interested in a property like this? You know, there's, hundreds of questions that buyers will have in the course of purchasing a property. And quite frankly, if you're going to see a a home that's for sale by owner, you're probably going out to see other homes as well, which are more than likely uh, fully represented. So the buyer brokerage needs to get paid. And generally speaking, you know that's that's a percentage of the sale price of the property so right away if i showed your property and you were selling it by yourself i would have a contract that you would sign that says if my buyer purchases this property if we come to an agreement you will compensate my brokerage x percentage on the sale price so Right away, there goes your savings
1: because you gotta, you're going to have to pay to find that, that buyer. Well, and if you don't, and we see it all the time, if you don't offer that and certainly make it explicitly clear that you be are. Be careful. I
0: don't want to go to another ex- ethics course.
1: That you are offering it, um, as unethical as it will be, may be, and uh, many real estate agents will avoid showing those houses. Right because wow.
0: they, they don't I, they, if they if also... they do if they do, they're not doing their clients' uh service oh no i that but I'm not arguing with I'm How many times it. okay, well, let's not talk about what other people are doing. Let's talk about what we're doing if we take well, a no client... no this is
1: if someone because someone needs to know if they're if if they do opt to sell it on their own, what I'm saying is it would be advantageous for them to make it explicitly clear and to choose to pay a cooperating brokerage in order to attract those agents.
0: Well, it's not even just to attract the agents. If you're having a proper conversation as a realtor (laughs) with your buyer, you're under a buyer representation agreement, which means I, as the buyer, and being represented by you, the realtor, and I, as the buyer, agree that you will be compensated, whatever, 2.5% of the sale price of the property. So if now you as a realtor show me a property and they're only offering $1,000 in compensation, me as the buyer, I have to pay the difference between that 2.5% value and the 1000 bucks. So now I got to pay you 20000 bucks out of my pocket to compensate you and your and your brokerage for your work that's been done. And right. I'm looking at now the seller saying, hey, hang on a second. If I got to pay him 20 grand, I'm not paying you 800 grand anymore. I'm paying you 780. So I don't have to be out of pocket that amount of money. Right. So it doesn't matter how you cut it. The seller in some capacity is going to pay to rep- to have a a, a buyer represented. Right. And the odds. Let me tell you, the odds of a buyer coming as a private buyer to buy from a private seller.
1: I I can't well,
0: remember the last time I heard of that happening.
1: I do. And I'll tell you what, every time I'll it's ever happened, every time it's ever happened, the buyer is getting the bigger fucking stick. Like the seller's getting screwed and they don't even you know? know it. And that's the sad part because they think and and a lot of these companies will advertise saved X amount of money, but in in commission. Um, But ultimately, at the end of the day, these uh, two situations, I can recall, um, the seller would have done extremely uh, uh, better. Extremely better. Extremely better. Extremely better. (laughs) Not with an
0: agent like you.
1: Not with an agent like me. They would have done much better uh, selling it on the open market, uh, money in pocket at the end of their day, 100%.
0: Well, let's think about this. So people think and people see the ads and whatever uh, saved X amount of money on commission. And I've heard that before, because being a realtor, anytime you go to a party or you meet new people and they ask you what you do and you say, well, I'm a realtor or I'm a, you know part owner and a real estate team and this and that, all of a sudden you start talk they start talking about real estate experiences with me. Right. Of I'm course. sure it happens to you. And I remember somebody that I know kind of um, an acquaintance we will say, and he says to me, Oh yeah, I had this place. Uh, you remember you were there once. I said, yeah, yeah. You're not there anymore. No, no, no. I sold it, sold it by myself, saved thousands, didn't have to pay a realtor. So, you know, at that time, I was really um, motivated, we'll say, to dig into, all right, how much did this guy sell for? And because I knew that house, I'd been through it, and obviously, we have access to the land registry system. So you can see the, um, you know, the transaction price, sale price. So I dug in, and yeah, uh, I sold it. Didn't pay any commissions to anybody. Had the lawyer review the contract. By by the way, I'll I'll throw this in there, get it slightly off topic. If you are doing one of these transactions where a realtor is not involved, please, for the love of God, have a conditional agreement uh, or a condition in the agreement. Uh, to have your lawyer review the contract. And I would do it so both parties have independent lawyers uh, doing so. So nobody can come back and say, that they didn't know something, they weren't privy to something in the contract or they got screwed or whatever, send it off to two separate lawyers, come back 48 to 72 hours later. And if both lawyers, and guaranteed both lawyers will have changes that they want to make in the agreement. um, So at least cover yourself legally. Anyways, the point of my story with this guy was he sold it, he didn't pay any commission, but when I did my due diligence, especially with with the market right now and multiple offers, you know home selling super quickly, again, you want to advertise it to the widest audience possible and ensure that when those people show up to the house that they are totally wowed and fall in love with the house, so they pay more and I estimated. Um, that if it was one of our listings, he probably would have netted in the vicinity of 10% more. It's huge. 10%. So, yeah, maybe you're going to pay 5% to brokerages to represent uh, the buyers and the seller. Um But at the end of the day, after your fees, so now you're paying a lawyer to extra to review the agreement of purchase and sale. You're doing up the agreement of purchase and sale yourself Well, your lawyer will likely charge a bit more too. Well, that's what I just said. You're doing all of the advertising yourself. So are you paying for any ads anywhere? Kijiji,
1: Toronto Star, I don't know. I think Um, this is a big misconception that people think you don't need to. And our recent sale we just had is a good example of why you do. We sold um, a property, the day went to market, and the buyer's agent learned about it through some of our paid coming soon ads. Yep. It's very, very effective. Yep.
0: And um, that's not even... That is just skimming the surface in terms of you know, the work that's being done and the costs that are involved. Like, yes, not every realtor's service is the same. But, you know, when I speak from our perspective, you're talking thousands and thousands of dollars
1: are spent on a property before the for sale sign even goes in the front lawn. Yes. Well, and that's the big thing about it is you have these companies that will charge you less, but that just means they have no money, to do any additional services, which we have learned and our best practices have, uh, inevitably fallen into providing these services that doing that gets you more money. So, you know, thousands of dollars on staging, cleaning, marketing, advertising, actually there was a Toronto real estate broker, Brad Lamb, also a developer who once said, I can't remember if it was an ad or if I just heard him say it, but it's something along the lines of, um, and I think this is worst case scenario. If you, whether you sell by yourself or enroll the services of a real estate brokerage, you'll end up with the same amount of money in your pocket. And I think that's probably worst case scenario. So the premise there is why wouldn't you, why do you want to take it on from a, it's very, in, a lot. it's a lot of work and liability purposes. Yeah. I like
0: Brad lamb a lot. I think he's a super smart individual. Yeah, I agree. Um, I kind of look up to him because I think, well, he's been in the industry for, I don't know how many years, probably 40 years now. Um, but some of his developments have just done super, super well. And I'd love to, uh, get into some of that, as you know. Um, the thing is a lot of people don't know, like they think that they might know how to do it on their own, and they think that, oh, if this realtor just sold this house for a million dollars, that means mine's worth a million dollars, so I'm just going to ask for a million dollars, and somebody's going to show up and give me a
1: million dollars. What? in certain areas, um, more so newer developments, like uh, in in Milton, where we've done we do a lot of business um, recently, uh, for whatever reason, just coincidence, of course. There's this one particular model of home we just sold one on Rural Drive. That particular model, I've seen about half a dozen of them pop up over the course of a week. And if you look at the selling prices of them all, the range is uh, enormous. Uh, and they're all the exact same floor plan uh, same size and of course they have their their differences in terms of finishes quality condition etc but you know and that that also speaks to the truth of the skill of a nego- of negotiating and properly representing somebody makes a big difference
0: well it's also knowing okay here I'll give you a live example we sold 2531 North Hampton Boulevard in Burlington and we sold it for a stupid amount over asking, given the asking price was lower than our anticipated selling price. But the asking price was also higher than any other comparable sale in the complex. So seemingly, at $650,000, we were priced okay, because the last comparable sale sold for, I can't remember now, six thirty-five or something like that. But when I did my analysis as to what my price recommendation was and our targeted selling price, I quickly recognized that we had a very captive audience in terms of who What are you doing?
1: (laughs) Sorry, I didn't know you. I'm adjusting my screen so that all the lines are running parallel. (laughs) It's just driving me mad. You are
0: just a fidgeter. Um, So I quickly realized that we had a very captive audience for a property like that. And knowing the target demographic, like who is the potential buyer for this home, is super important. And I knew right away that the buyer for that home was going to be a first-time home buyer and i knew the uniqueness of that home was going to attract a very young family somebody with a young child or expecting or just got married and want to have kids because it's a three-story town home and it's all above grade the first floor is a walkout so you actually have a fenced in yard where most three story townhomes in Halton region don't have a backyard so i knew right away that first time home buyer it's got a backyard there's nothing else like it comparable it's really hard to find anything around 700,000 bucks so right away i knew if we Price it below where people would expect it to be, and I think the expectation was that it it probably would be around seven hundred, even though the last comparable sold for six thirty five. I figured, okay, seven hundred is our is our target price, and in the first twenty four hours, we had. I can't remember the exact number, but I want to say 25 appointments scheduled. And we ended up with a preemptive offer. So preemptive means we scheduled a offer night. We listed it on the Thursday. We said we're going to accept offers on Tuesday. But if the right offer comes along beforehand, we will consider it. An offer came in. And I said to the sellers, the offer came in on Friday. So the day after listing. And I said to the sellers, listen, uh, Saturday is literally booked from 9 a.m. till 9 p.m. with showings. I know there's nothing else comparable to this property in this price range, which means if a buyer goes to see your house, they don't have really anything else to go and look at. So the options are super limited. So I suggested to them, that we wait until Sunday night to review offers and don't consider any offers until then. Let all of these showings come through. I I guaranteed them, guaranteed, I said to them, I guarantee you I'm going to get a couple of people, a couple of those showings, they're going to fall in love with your property and then I'll work behind the scenes to negotiate with them to make sure we're getting top buck. It's exactly what happened. We ended up with six or seven offers. Two of them were battling it out. Three of them. Three of them were battling it out to the final minutes. And we ended up selling for $780,500. So $130,000 over asking, $145,000 over the most comparable sale in that um, called de sac of, of townhomes. A hundred. Like, can you fat, so if you were selling privately, you would look at the stats. And even if you called in a realtor to give you an estimate of value, you would say, wow, if I sell for 700, I'm doing really well. Right. These sellers, if they sold for 700, they would probably would have been happy. I don't know. But 780 is what they got. And let me tell you, the initial offers that came in from those top three, four offers, we're all over 700,000. It's the next hour of negotiating back and forth, and me working in the best interest of the sellers, that elevated that price. Because now I had two or three buyers that desperately wanted to purchase this home, because they knew there was nothing else comparable. They went in there, they fell in love. And I'll give the sellers a ton a ton of credit on that one because as soon as they contacted me, which was a couple of months prior, they said, we want to buy a house and then ultimately sell ours. What should we do first? And I advised them to buy first because it wouldn't be a problem to sell theirs quickly. And the type of home they were looking to buy was in a, a neighborhood which would be challenging to find. So... They commented right away, they said, we already started to declutter. We already started throwing stuff out. We already started purging our closets and cleaning and deep cleaning. And then we had our designer go through and say, okay, you know, do these few things in preparation for staging. And they took the consultation, they took my
1: advice, and they literally did it all. I think that's very consistent along uh, very consistent among our clients and it's i think they understand i think many of them maybe follow us and they understand the importance of doing those things they
0: they actually told me they watch our podcast so uh if you guys are watching thanks for watching but they watch our podcast on uh, youtube uh together at night in their living room
1: that's cute (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um I think you know the the whole pricing strategy and knowing when to push for more money and when not to or when to consider an offer and when not to uh those intricacies of of the industry that a a seasoned real estate agent should be able to um know should know keyword um Those are things that make a world of difference in the sale. So another house we recently sold, um, there's not a whole lot of comparable homes to it on the market. A recent, very similar home had sold. We knew that there was a lot of competition on it. We knew that a lot of people missed out on it. uh, And we were banking on someone who missed out on that, looking at, at our listing and it worked out that way. That's the ultimate buyer, was somebody who missed out on that other house. And based on the strategy that uh, we ultimately selected, it worked out really well. Those are things that somebody selling on their own, just they're not privy to it. They don't have their finger on the pulse of the market like that. Well, and,
0: you know, you look at our sale on Maxted, mm-hmm. um, totally different strategy, totally different um, tactic, if you will, mm-hmm. um, if you asked everybody on our team to value the property, you'd probably get eight different opinions. Um, and then you and I collaborated on, on coming out with the right price
1: and the right strategy. And ultimately it worked. Well, we didn't um, even see eye to eye on it. So that's, those are things correct. that we as a team enjoy. I really enjoy that part of having a team uh, at our disposals. We can feed off of each other and, and um, everyone's out, In the market, looking at houses, shopping, hearing from buyers and sellers, so we can kind of compile all of those conversations into our strategic um, decisions on how to. Well, and you look at a house house like that, and what what was it that I told you
0: about the buyer? And was I, I right I, even remember I don't now. even know who I don't know who the buyer was, but was well, I right? the
1: buyer the buyer of that one? I, I, I do I, I vaguely remember your conversation. I don't I think it was related to the type of buyer in general, which is likely who they were, just somebody upgrading. And they were I can't it was something to do with buying because this has had a pool, spending less money and putting your own in or buying it with it there and not having to worry about it And that anyways. I'm sure that was a consideration for them. But they were, they did lose out on, on that other, so that the house I just talked about, a similar listing soldier in the corner with a lot of competition. So a number of people missed out on it. They were one of them. So they saw, actually, I have to ask the agent because I don't know if, if the agent saw our coming soon ads or the flag on the lawn or his clients did. But they knew yeah, because he it. called. He called the one eight hundred number, and that agent. We've done a ton of
0: business. Yeah, with great well. guy, so.
1: good local agent, um, and he he was um, great to deal with. And he got his clients in there ten o'clock in the morning, and the house is sold by ten o'clock in the evening. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, again, there's
0: that network. You know, having having a realtor that knows what they're doing has a network. And knows how to reach that network.
1: Yes. But let's talk about that house for a second. Um, Because let's talk about the work that was put into it. So first of all, our clients, same as you were just saying, they did literally, it was funny because they didn't want to do half the stuff, but they did everything as much as they resented doing it. They did everything we asked of them. And they thanked you at the end of the day for it, right? Well, it's funny because, so uh, one of them is a, He's into racing NASCAR specifically. He had a lot of NASCAR memorabilia and posters and stuff up in the basement. And our designer asked him to remove it. And he was very, (laughs) I think he was upset about it. He didn't want to. Um, But he, nevertheless, they'd done business with us before. This is their second time selling a house with us. So they understand our process. He agreed to do it uh, as much as he didn't want to. And when it was all prepared, he actually went out of his way to say, wow, I'm really impressed. I, now I see why you suggested to do that. So like for that house, we spent somewhere in the neighborhood of $5,000 staging it. We had tons of marketing in the house. Um, we spent a ton of money on preliminary coming soon ads. Uh, you know, just the, the sheer amount of effort and money uh, and money that goes into it to get it ready makes a world of difference. So if you're not taking those steps, that alone will cost you. We so far in the first quarter
0: are having a record-breaking year. And I'm sure there's a lot of teams out there and a lot of realtors that are saying the same because the the sheer volume of transactions going through uh, the province right now are, is unheard of. But if I look back at our listings I will say probably eight out of 10 of them, if not more, are getting, at the end of the day, net proceeds in their pocket, are making more in their pocket than they had anticipated, even when you factor in the brokerage commissions. For sure. So... You know, um, I don't know. Uh, I've been through enough homes that sellers have tried to sell themselves.
1: And they never look great. Right? Well, there, there's one up for there's, sale in Milton right now that's been on the market for I don't know how long. I've not been in it. But it's in a desirable neighborhood. It's priced way too high. and But it looks like shit. You know, the...
0: The average person cannot see well, just like your example with our sellers on maxted yeah if if they sold it privately,
1: or is it Max as per Heather <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, yeah.
0: welcome to Max Crescent. I'm like, what happened to Ted <laughs> um if they sold it privately that nascar that all that memorabilia is probably staying up there right yeah oh yeah for it's sure not being removed um people when they live in their home and they decorated themselves they think it's nice right like oh i painted my uh painted my bedroom and you walk into the bedroom and it's the color of your sweater right and yeah. and you're like or oh, they
1: ooh. or or they genuinely think oh i painted it neutral It's brown. They think neutral is like earth tone. So that's neutral. Yeah. (laughs) Painted
0: a puke brown. Hope you like it. Yeah. Um, the worst is when or, they do or, that just before they call us. <laughs> you know, or or and and listen, everybody's entitled to their own taste. Yes. and their own opinion, but when you prepare a property for sale, you're preparing it for the widest audience possible so any buyer can come in and feel like they like the home and they could see themselves moving into it when you know, and different parts of Ontario certainly because how ethic, ethnically diverse the province is um you'll have different tastes right like how many times i've gone into one of my buddy's uh, uh parents home he's italian they're italian and uh, the, you know parents have the uh the plastic wrap on the uh on the sofas right like that's, i don't know you know it's a the thing they do um one of my really good friends um, they're I, Indian. I'd like I'd like
1: to ask someone about that. Like, doesn't that defeat the purpose? It's like even like a if you get a a device with a sh- a screen that has that clear cellophane kind of cover. That's the first thing I gotta do is peel that off.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but that was a that was a thing. That is a thing. A lot of European oh, yeah, people. Yeah. They they put those covers on. Um, you know, um, certain people like big, gaudy, wood, you know, uh, very scriptive, sculptive type of furniture. Um, I'm sorry, the average buyer doesn't like that stuff, right? Right. And when you take a 12 by 10 room and your bed is 12 by 11, and you're walking in there and you're like a sardine because the bed doesn't even fit in the damn bedroom, and that's the way you showcase the room, um, you know, it doesn't work. So. I don't know. I think, and again, we're kind of going all over the place with this topic. I think it's really hard to sell a home privately in this market, even though the market is fast moving. And if you do sell it in this market, you will not maximize your return on your largest investment.
1: Right. Like, I think here's the, the important thing is um, I think there are some people who hire real estate agents who would have been better off selling on their own. (laughs)
0: You're not wrong there. You're not wrong.
1: You know, I think a lot of,
0: you gotta do your due diligence in terms of what am I getting for the money I'm spending?
1: Right. Exactly. Who are you hiring? What are they doing? Because in many cases, you know, we see it all the time, very little efforts put into it. And, You may have been better off selling on your own, but if you hire the right agent, it will make a world of difference. So do your due diligence. Uh, Don't just hire your brother's best friend. And certainly don't feel obligated to hire people like that. Um, Do your homework. Yeah.
0: Now, before we close or Or end end this podcast, I just want to talk a little bit about, okay, you are dead set on selling privately. Here are some tips. Yes. Let's let's give these people some value. So if you are selling privately, you don't want to hire a, a brokerage to represent you or whatever you even hire at one of those brokerages that are just going to post your listing on the MLS. You understand fully that probably 90% of the buyers that are going to come through your home are going to be represented by a brokerage and you need to compensate them accordingly fine. You've decided all this and you're still going to do it on your own. You've decided that you are going to coordinate the showings and do all of that stuff, do all that legwork. So what are some tips that we can give these bo- uh, these sellers
1: to, um, to help them out? One thing that drives me crazy is um, I feel like they like a lot i mean the type of person that may be very inclined to opt to go that route is somebody who feels like they need to be in control and need to be doing things yep. and control the whole process and as a result they like to be there during showings which not only is it ex- detrimental to the sale Awkward. because Yeah, I mean, the buyer, this is an emotional thing. That's what sales is. You want the buyer to fall in love with the house. They cannot, it is literally impossible for them to do that with you breathing down their neck. So do not be at home. So tip number one, get a lockbox,
0: put a key in the lockbox, install, just like we do, install a wireless camera, Wi-Fi camera on your front porch. So you can see who's coming in and out. You give access to whoever is Uh, coming to view the property, but like awkward, there's, there's awkward. What if, what if, okay, you get that buyer now that's unrepresented and wants to come and do a private deal with you. Are you just giving this random private person? Well, that's the lockbox code and saying, yeah, go through my house. Or now are you going to be there because you don't know who the fuck this person is. So you're going to stay home now and you're going to play realtor and take them for a tour. A uh, little awkward.
1: Yeah. Anyway. And, uh, yeah, that's a very good point. But if, if
0: knowing that nine or almost all of these buyers are going to be represented by an agent, get a wifi camera and install it on your front porch. So you can see who's coming in and out, get a lock box, put it up. You can get a lock box for as low as, I don't know, 35 bucks at Home Depot, go buy one, put a key in it. That's tip number one. Stay out of the house.
1: And along those lines as well. um, I remember one particular house uh, that I was trying to show and it was a for sale by owner. And he insisted on being at the house and he worked nine to five. My clients worked something like three in the afternoon to midnight or something like that. So he would only allow showings but after he got home from work, which obviously my clients were just not able to accommodate. So we were trying to get it in there on a say Tuesday or Wednesday. He refused. He wouldn't allow any sort of creative workaround and- uh, that I offered. And we had to book it for the weekend. So we booked it for the weekend. He sold it on like the Thursday and for not very much money. So don't limit yourself. Uh, by needing to be in a house. Let us, you need to get as many people through the house. It's a numbers game. Tip number two, maintenance and cleaning.
0: Make sure the home is clean. You might think it's clean, but your definition of clean and my definition of clean are probably going to be different. So don't clean it yourself. Okay, spend a few hundred bucks since you're saving thousands of dollars of this magical money, uh, go and spend three, 400 bucks and have a professional cleaning company do a deep clean and tell them, please, I want a deep clean on my house. That means du- full dusting windows, base window coverings, baseboards inside and out of appliances. I want to be able to eat off of every square inch of the bathrooms. Um, cleanliness, if put it this way, if there is dirt looming anywhere in the house, it becomes a
1: turnoff for a buyer. And I don't think people understand the, how big of a turnoff it can be. It could be the perfect house. If it's in someone's perception considered filthy, they'll be immediately turned off.
0: Well, and even something as simple as I remember once, and um, sorry if this grosses anybody out, but I remember once I showed a property, it wasn't that long ago, maybe a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, um, went, went through the home, very nice home, nicely upgraded, presumably clean, looked clean. And what what happened was, I guess they they got ready in the morning. And um, you know, showered and did all their stuff in in the master ensuite or in the primary bedroom ensuite, and um, and left for the day for showings. Lights were left on, window coverings open, so they did a lot of the steps that were necessary. This was a a, a home um, listed by a realtor, <laughs> and uh, we opened the shower, and you could just see like the remnants oh. of some. Um, we'll call it landscaping or manscaping that was left behind (laughs) uh, on the shower floor. Yeah. And the, uh, the female, uh, my buyer, uh, when she opened and looked at it, she was so grossed out that she just wanted to get out of the house. And she was like tiptoeing everywhere after that, afraid of like stepping in somebody else's pubes. So, um, you know, cleanliness is is just super super important and and same thing off oftentimes we'll find sinks uh that around the sink you have like um men that you know trim or shave their beard or whatever you'll get all those little little hairs in the door in the drawers of the bathroom that's that turns people off right yeah it turns people off or you'll get like the crusty old um pea stains uh around various areas.
1: maybe you should I, sit in front wish, of that window
0: you're 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 like a squirrel. I wish you could see what I see right now. What's happening?
1: Can you say or no?
0: Well so beneath us we <laughs> it's it's hilarious. So uh the office below us is um midwives midwives. Yeah. So there's this lady clearly very pregnant uh, in front of my window with her husband behind her and he's holding her hips. I think she's maybe in pain, has some back pain, but it totally looks like he's doing her from behind right now. (laughs) And it's, it's the funniest thing. Anyways. um, Cleanliness will set the home apart, but also the, you know, maintenance goes hand in hand with that. So you mentioned baseboards. So if the baseboards are dirty and have dust on it, that's a turnoff. But if the baseboards are also scuffed and the paint is, um, we'll say weathered or discolored, Mm -hmm. um, and needs to be freshened up, um caulking you know caulking that has weathered or
1: i think that's a big one with uh caulking in bathtubs and showers that are moldy and you just become desensitized to it and live with it you mentioned grout
0: you mentioned grout earlier in this podcast um clean you know uh clean grout is super important grout that isn't missing yeah um the inside buyers when they're interested in making an offer on a property will start opening anything that they're buying the fridge the stove the oven the dishwasher under the um under the sinks all of the doors and drawers in the kitchens and bathrooms the closets Um, All of these areas are areas that the buyer is looking at with a magnifying glass. You are not as the home seller. I guarantee you right now in my home and in your home, you, well, I won't speak for your home, but I would assume you open your doors and drawers and kitchen cabinets and things like that. You will find areas that as a seller, if you were selling your home it wouldn't be deemed acceptable. Like you would need to tidy up or clean or wipe down or, or purge or whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, So tip number two, maintenance and cleaning. Just those two tips right there. You're putting yourself at an advantage
1: um, against other comparable uh, for sale by owners. One little thing, well, not little, but one simple thing that I think goes a long way is just first impressions as far as it relates to when you walk in the house. So we always ensure that lights are on. So have every light left on, even if there's no showings book that day, before you leave, turn every light, whether it's a a fixture or a floor lamp or table lamp, turn them on. Depending on the time of year, make sure temperature is set properly. Turn the fan of the the furnace to the on position instead of auto. So you've constantly got fresh air circulating. you know, we install Sonos speakers and uh, that's a nice touch to have some quiet music playing throughout the house. I, that goes a long way. I actually had someone comment on that yesterday. Um, so those things make window coverings, Window coverings, coverings open because the vast majority of houses that people are going to, even those represented with a real estate agent. Now they, you walk in, the lights are off, the window coverings are shut. Yeah. They're cold, quiet, uh, and dark, and it's not a very nice environment, but if you walk into something that's lit and welcoming it's very memorable
0: don't cook anything that's going to have lingering smells. Remove your garbage so you know even if you eat a banana in the morning, don't leave the banana peel in the garbage or in the compost. Um, cause it's, it'll stink like something as simple as a banana peel. Uh, you smell it when you open the cabinets, um, you know, um, air fresheners, get rid of air fresheners. A lot of people think, oh yeah, I'm just going to throw some air fresheners in here and make the place smell nice. And,
1: uh, you know, bad I mean, idea
0: getting it ready for sale. I've got to get myself some air fresheners.
1: I've had clients um, that have had to leave a house that we were just looking at because the smells were, they had, had a severe sensitivity to it. One, the woman was pregnant. So for her, it was making her nauseous. Uh, we had to leave. Couldn't even get halfway through the house. So there you go. There's tip three,
0: uh, scents and smells, um, lights on, window coverings open. Um, number four, Pets. Get rid of your pets, not permanently, just temporarily until your home sells. Um, Find them a home until that happens, Uh, whether it's family, friends. uh, There's a number of excellent long-term boarding facilities. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are afraid of certain
1: animals. I've had clients not go in a house that had a cat. You think your pet's cute and cuddly, and some people don't. As you know, I am very, very allergic to
0: cats. Um, So that's a no-no. Get rid of your pets. Stay out of the house. Turn the lights on. Open the window coverings. Get rid of your garbage. No sights and smells. Clean the house top to bottom. Deep clean. Do all the maintenance work. There you go. Those are our four pretty in-depth free tips for those of you that are going to sell on your own and that we can't convince otherwise. If you are thinking of selling and have been thinking of selling privately and just want to have a conversation with us, our consultations are free. So if you want to pick our brain or anybody on our team, we'll definitely have that chat. And if we can't convince you to use our services, we'll certainly um, give you some tips and some pointers to, to wish, you, wish you a successful sale because some people can do it some people can do it. Like, I swear, this is what got us into this business. 11 years ago, is when we sold our properties in Oakville, and we both chose um, realtors that were prominent in those areas. We looked at each other and said we could have done better ourselves. And we probably could have. So, you know, back in that day, um, you know, we could have sold privately and probably netted more money, but, um, so, you know, it's not for everybody. Some people will be able to do it. Some people don't want to do it. You know, you're going to have a mixture of, of everything there. But, uh, for those of you that are going to take it on, on your own, at least get some advice, get some advice. So that's it. Episode 126 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. I'm Ariel Cremendi. He's Adrian Trott. Um, We'd love to hear your comments, your feedback. Um, Throw us a a message with any topics that you want in future uh, podcasts. Thanks for listening. Uh, Have a great week. See ya. Bye-bye.